Welcome to Real Fantasy Encounters, where we are starting a new campaign of Heart, the City Beneath. Heart is written by Grant Howard and Chris Taylor, and it is about a massive living horror dungeon and the fantasy adventurers trying to conquer it. My name is Nick, and I will be the GM. I'm joined by Seamus. Hi, I'll be playing Moon's Chosen Light from the Heretic class. At Charlie. Hi, this time around I'll be playing New Zell from the Apiarist uh, class. And Aaron. And I will be playing Hyponicon Screed, the Incarnadine. Great. I'd love to get more into these characters because uh, Hart has a very high concept series of classes. <laughs> so if you don't know what any of those were, that's fine. We are going to get into it. Uh, yeah, tell me about the, the heretic, Seamus, and tell me about... Moon's Chosen Light. Yeah, so um, Moon's Chosen Light is a Alphia from up in above the heart area and in, in the spire. Yeah, the, the high elves. The, the high spire. elves, yeah. Um, he's um, a heretic, so he believes in, um, I believe it's the, the moon goddess of the um, the other elves. Yeah, the, the drow, the dark the elves. Drow and dark world. elves, yep. Yeah. Um, and Which you should not be worshipping. <laughs> no. no. There was sort <laughs> it of, is very much illegal for you yes, to worship that. Absolutely. Um, and they believe that the the, the moon and the um, uh, the moon goddess reside in the heart and that the moon in the sky is a fake um, and that the moon, at least him, definitely him specifically, believes that the heart itself is the moon. Um, and so that's sort of why he's going down there and to, to try and find that find that out. Um, he as a, as a as an Alfie, he has a couple of masks on him. Um, one of them is sort of a golden uh, presentorial mask um, that has a bunch of chains um, and a silver moon etched onto it. May or may not be the reason that they found out that I was <laughs> worshiping the moon. Um, uh, and the other one is a more ornamental um, sort of a, a death mask, I guess. Uh, there are a couple of others that he sort of keeps around because they have a, a mask for every occasion. Yeah. But they'll probably come up more as I use them, if I use them. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get into lots of things about this world. But um, yeah, a thing to know about the Elphir is uh, they don't like being without their mask. They're naked without their mask. They're never nudes. Yeah. Uh, it's not like until you get like tossed out of high elf society and go down to the heart that you start, you know not feeling not, like you need to wear it. Yeah. I, I still don't really wear it as much anymore, but yeah. I definitely always have it on me because it's something I need mm. because there could be a reason for a special occasion. Straight up. Other elf here wouldn't recognize you if you didn't wear the mask. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, they'll look at your face like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, is a rather tall, um, 6'3", um, tall, lanky um, Alfie uh, with uh, sort of a dark gray, smoky skin. Um, jet black eyes that pierce through like anything that he's looking at. Um, carries around a uh, spyback brazier full of like uh, incense and stuff. Well, it's like almost constantly burning. Um, that's for hitting people with, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also on fire. <laughs> yeah. And for like rituals and stuff. <laughs> it's multi-purpose. Yeah. You know, for rituals and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the ritual of hitting people. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he has a set of red-tinted smoke lens glasses, um, sort of think uh, steampunk-style aesthetic, um, with like a bellowing cleric-type robes, I guess you would say, um, and has the word uh, theologian growing out of the upper chest um, that kind of looks like chains are trying to pierce through it. Uh, that is not a normal thing for people to have. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> 
<laughs> setting the standards of what isn't is not normal in the heart. It's a tough one, but that's weird. <laughs> not just everything else that's weird. Just it's specifically the the word coming out of the, that's the weird part about this character, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, uh all of the characters in this game, they have a class and they have a, a calling. And like Seamus has described, uh, your calling is that... Uh, a heart song. You're a heart song. The heart is calling to you. You want to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. And for you, it is a, a religious calling. Yes, absolutely. It's sort of fueled by my belief in the... the um, I don't know what the religion's called. Um, uh, the damnic faith. The damnic faith, that's yeah. it. And, and the belief that the moon is under the ground. Mm. It's quite strong. Yeah. Great. Uh, Charlie, tell us about Muzel. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing weird or abnormal about Muzel at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Muzel is um, a knoll, and for those of you that are unaware, that's basically just an anthropomorphized hyena. Uh, just stupid, top-heavy, big, bulking shoulders that sort of hunch and lumber al- around on these like really prolonged paws. Um I won't go into too much detail about how he looks because he's just basically a hyena. Um, his fur is all dark gray, uh, dark gray and dark blue fur. He's got a cool little goatee, big puffy ears, big puffy tail, um, really long jet black claws. Um, he also has a sick pair of glasses as well because um, being a hyena, his his vision isn't the greatest, so he's got these. And my touchstone for this is uh, literally National Treasure. Um, that the Nick Cage movie, those really cool glasses that like the Benjamin flip, Franklin, the glasses. Benjamin Franklin glasses, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but instead of like red, green, and whatever his were, minor yellow, blue, and green that fit with his spectrum because he's a hyena, so he's kind of colorblind. <laughs> but for a game that takes place entirely underground, there is so much glasses wearing. <laughs> Everyone's got shades. Everyone's got shades. Yeah, they're like they're not, they're not like sunproof or anything. He just needs to be able to see properly. Um, Look, man, the heart's bright. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, an underground tomb. Yeah, uh, uh, you have uh, buried the lead, Charlie, on an important part of your anatomy. <laughs> I don't know what on earth you're talking about, Nick. <laughs> um, so to, to preface this lead, um, uh, Muzel is from Almara, which is so- sort of the homeland of gnolls. They're very ostracized as a yeah. people from what I believe. It's it's a it's a nation that is like at war with, with the Elphia. Yeah, yeah. And from my understanding, not winning. Yeah, no. <laughs> Absolutely not winning. Um, they're basically just like tech scavengers that delve into the heart. And on one of these delves, um, Newzel got separated from their pack and was mortally wounded. But luckily or unluckily enough for him, he was... Uh, found and quote-unquote rescued by the hive. And they are just a giant cloud of sentient bees. And as payment for saving him, they now reside within his body. He is basically being puppeted by a giant horde of sentient bees. (laughs) (laughs) And the way this sort of like makes itself obvious that the mortal wounds that Muzel received into his delve... Um, like, you know, the gaping holes in his rib cage, you know, the fingers that he's missing, the chunks out of his ear. Instead of just having, you know, like gaping gory wounds, you've got like crystallized honeycomb and he bleeds honey instead of blood. He's got like bees flying out of his nostrils at any sort of given moment. And he just kind of smells like distinctly of like burnt honeycomb all the time. This might sound a bit creepy, but bleeding honey is the delicious thing, most delicious thing I've ever heard of. You know, like... <laughs> I'm sorry. As an upside, like the biggest upside of this is this is a hyena dog person that now just 
is constantly <laughs> able to just, you know, taste honey. That's like the best thing ever. But um, <laughs> the downside, though, is that I'm no longer. Well, Musel is no longer in possession of their body. These bees are now driving them towards the center of the heart. He doesn't know why because they won't tell Musel anymore. Pretty much, and Musel's sort of point is he just wants to go home. <laughs> Which uh, yeah leads into your calling really well. Uh, you have the enlightenment calling. Uh, yes. You have. Uh, a big secret that you're trying to uncover. Yeah, uh, and the secret being that um, any of the deep apiarists, for the most part, search out the hive. They want to be a part of the hive and worship them. It's very much a, a cult. Um, Musel stands apart from the crowd is that he's a pretty much an unwilling cultist, so he's trying to figure out a way to get these bees out of his body and go home. He doesn't want to be here. He just wants to get out here as soon as possible with the bees and ha- like habitating his body. It's not. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So he wants to find a way to like reverse the process. Yeah. Expel yeah. Expel the bees and find a way to continue living without <laughs> bleeding out. Yeah. Bleeding out. Yeah. Yeah. Because pretty much at this point, the bees are the only thing keeping him alive. Yeah. Great. And uh, Aaron. Yes. Tell us about so. incarnadines. <clears throat> Incarnadines are the red priests of the god Incarn, who is the god of debt. Um, the, and ostensibly, to summarize it, red priests get stronger the more debt that they accrue. Yes. And this is a problem for like most <laughs> havens because they like they just go around to havens and suck them dry of resources. Like make them devoid of of shit that they they need to live, um. Uh, so and they are quite literally red. So they um, in in uh, Hyponicon's case, uh, he is wearing kind of like the red cloth um, of the red priests of Inkhan, um, uh, stained from years uh, working as a sky whale uh, gutter. <laughs> Um, uh, which kind of leads into my calling. Uh, so I too am playing Heart Song, and Hyponicon is searching for the great rhinestone sky whale at the center of the heart. He does not know why he has this calling. It is just a premonition, like a vibe that he is seeking out and following. I don't know how much more else to go into, honestly. Um, the yeah. he is he has like a. a golden uh, septum piercing with a small gold chain that le- leads to an, like an earring through the, the center of his ear. I don't know what that one is called. Um, the, and a homunculus is slowly eating him. <laughs> um, like, I don't know what else to say. From the inside. Oh, oh maybe um, something's growing out of me. <laughs> I think that's the theme I so far. Just burying whether, the lead. I didn't know whether we were going to bring up the little person growing on the side of my body. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't know whether this would be the right time. Yeah. Um, uh, but there is. Their name is Somophagus, and they are slowly repurposing my organs for their own needs. Talk about being in the ultimate debt, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, the, the heart being a living thing, it like uh, it affects people's bodies uh, as they live down there, mm. as they travel down into it. So the, that's the thing that happens to people. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, there, are, there are a couple of things I want to touch on. Uh, Hyponicon is a drow. Yes, I, I was going to ask what the correct word for Dark Elves was because I've completely forgotten it. Um, <laughs> it is drow in this world. They, they are like the majority of the inhabitants of the Spire. They mm. kind of live under the um, the Elthia overlords. And, um, yes. Uh, a lot of uh, like being allowed to live in there. Uh, they're, they're kind of like the remnants of all these drow nations that have collapsed and sort of uh, fallen into each other. And they've all kind of like uh, packed here into this uh, city. And for them to be citizens, they have to do a thing called durance, which is basically like five years of uh, forced servitude for the Elthia. And that was your uh, sky whale life. <laughs> yes, yes. I was a sky whaler. Um, and uh, we were pretty much harpooning giant sky whales off of the off of the edges of the spire and bringing them in and gutting them. Um, so there is like a constant uh, uh, odor of fish emanating from my <laughs> robes. Um. And, and just for a bit of context for people that aren't familiar, what is the spire in relation to the heart? The spire is on top of the heart. That's all that we need. That's all that we need. I'm going to get into it. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just wanted to make sure we weren't yeah. going to gloss over yeah. <laughs> the okay. spire. Yeah, it's a it's a big, huge, ancient tower city, and uh, like the the heart pretty much starts at the very base of it. There's like this this slum town at the bottom, where, where no one wants to hang out because there's a big hole in the ground the monsters come out of, <laughs> and uh, you are the absolute nut jobs that go into the hole. <laughs> yeah, we'll start in a moment. But the the one other thing I wanted to cover about the uh, the priesthood of Incarn, the Incarnadines. Um, uh, not a lot of people uh, go to uh, Incarn specifically. As a worshipper, uh, no. usually you get shanghaied into it because Incarn buys out your debt. Yes, you you end up giving away so many things in your previous life that Incarn eventually steps in and says, "Hey, you're looking pretty good." Um, <laughs> then and then and, and then assumes that debt, and then you work the rest of your life trying to pay off the debt to Incarn instead. Mm. Um, uh, unless which, you can find a big sky whale unless at the center of a massive a dungeon. Sky whale is that like, <laughs> the has got it all figured out. <laughs> the logic is sound and only sound. Um, yeah, but that's uh, that that is that is I suppose Hyponicon in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play him to find out what absolutely what happened before I became a red priest. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, we will open at the uh, aforementioned uh, slum town Derelictus. Uh, a lot of this uh, city is built vertically. Uh, the Elphia live up in the higher reaches of it, and they have all of these magical conveniences. Everything is kept to like very crisp, magically air-conditioned uh, uh, sort of lifestyles they have up there. Everything's carpeted. They <laughs> have servants everywhere. And the further you get down, like... Uh, the, the shabbier and shabbier this city gets. And by the time you're in Derelictus, it is a genuinely scary place. Like, there are there are cannibal cults that live in Derelictus. <laughs> there are a lot of, like, uh, magical burnouts make their home down here. It is pretty much the place you live if you don't want uh, anyone to come looking for you. The, the reason I need to emphasize how awful uh, Derelictus is is that it is the best place you will ever go. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off but, strong. Yeah. But for the people of heart, you come here as a holiday. Like, yes. This is Bali to all of you. <laughs> <Ooh. Yeah. laughs> 
And for anyone living outside of Australia, like Bali is the epitome of like, you know, holidays to Australians. Like, oh, what are we going to do this year? Mate, let's just go to Bali. Hey, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And we shouldn't look into it deeply. (laughs) People go to Bali? Oh, yeah. Dude, (laughs) did you miss that? Not not currently, obviously. (laughs) I thought that was just a miss. No, like, where do you think everyone got those like Bing Tang singlets that everyone just wore? I thought it was just a meme. No. I know. People went places. There's a reason Bali Burn is a term, my it's, dude. It's, it's a place where with not very much money, you can get incredibly drunk. Yes. Yeah, yeah, And pass yeah. that on a beach somewhere and vo- throw up all over the place. Like yeah. Fat Louis. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So yeah, that that's kind of how Delvers treat derelictus, and so yeah, you've pretty much uh, set yourselves up in this hostel here with a, a bunch of other people who uh, you know you normally explore around these caves. Um, all of you are kind of uh, licking your wounds after a, a previous uh, failed attempt at a delve. Oh which... God, is this when we saw the masses of bees? Yeah, uh... after we were surrounded by blood beasts. Yeah, uh, this is a, a part of a thing of uh, yeah the shared uh, background. We work for everyone that uh, everyone. Uh, Got together, uh, specifically, I think uh, Musel, Musel mm-hmm. is the uh, sort of party leader who put them together for a big attempt in, and uh, yeah, you all almost got eaten. Mm. And then, for some reason, some bees came along and were like, "We got you, boo!" Mm. And then they helped us out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. That's basically <laughs> what happened. Yeah. And that's yeah, pretty much why we're together at this point. Musel needed a bit of assistance because. They've never traversed the heart without their pack before. And they saw you two and were like, these are the most, you know, <laughs> sound people to recruit. People left. <laughs> <laughs> these are the only ones alive and not cannibals. <laughs> you probably met us at a Venetian train station arguing about religion. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the men of the cloth. Yes, like... <laughs> <laughs> They're priests. How wrong can it go? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know whether this is canonical to heart law, but I kind of have the the head canon that with the gnolls, they don't really have a concept of religion, and if there is one, they don't adhere to any of it. Oh yeah, gnolls are uh, complete atheists. Yeah, uh, so it's yeah. it's fascinating. We're we're tech delvers. It doesn't the concept of religion is just as fascinating as technology to Musel. Hmm. You guys have the most rational reaction to this place. (laughs) (laughs) Just taking notes on your debate. Immediately sworn off God. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you think there's a crystal whale and you think the moon's a hologram and lives in the ground. The moon isn't a hologram that lives in the ground. The moon actually lives in the ground. The one in the sky isn't real. Ah, yep, 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 yep. And he's like writing it down. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, like uh, you all get up in the morning. You've got well, like one of those uh, a six bedroom mixed dorms, basically. Uh, it is hostels, <laughs> cheap accommodation. Like yeah, you've you've got like other people in there. That, like you're sharing a dorm with like a guy who's like grown like a third arm and so <laughs> flops around a lot in the night. It's Ooh. very distracting trying to sleep while that's happening. <laughs> I just thought about high fiving and. So, what, what, <laughs> Homunculus high five. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, you're all set for another job. the The reason that you reached out to these two is because they both claim to have a special way that they traverse the heart, that Mm. they can find a special way to get to the bottom of it. And that is all Musel cares about. (laughs) 
I think, yeah, um, the, if we're all sharing the same room uh, in, into one of the corners of the room, um, the Hyponicon is like grabbing like pinches of salt out of a bag and throwing them down to the floor and like seeing where they scatter. Muzel is curious. Ah, oh, dog person. Muzel, was that your name? I take another handful out and I scatter it on the ground. <laughs> um, Musel is curious. Does the salt actually tell you what to do or where to go, or is that just for fun? I am looking for salt mites. Salt mites. Yes, they're curious insects that uh, leech off of sky whales. I remember them from uh, the spire. My time in indentured servitude, working for the high elves. Sure. These little salt mites will help me locate the center of the heart. And, uh, they may also lead me to other things. We've been over this. That's not how you get to the heart. You get to the heart by following the moss. We have uh, created differences when it comes to how to locate the center of the heart. But uh, y'all are both positive that you can make it to the center of this heart. <laughs> I'm positive one of us will get there. With the moon guiding my path, there's absolutely no way that I could not make it to the heart. Tell me, Muzel, have you seen a moon outside lately? I have not either. You do not have to lie. Exactly. Of course you can't see the moon, because the moon is the heart. Why would the moon be here when it's clearly down there? What about moonlight? There is no evidence for its existence. <laughs> We're standing in a bunch of red. Last I checked, the moon's light was not red. That's the lies they've been telling you up above. <laughs> you <laughs> become Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I like to know I like the Alex Jones vibe. I love it. It's just us freaking like moon vitamins. <laughs> 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 and at this, Newzel just kind of like puts up a paw and waits for a pause. Um, <laughs> eventually I simmer down, but I toss out another handful of salt on the ground as well. Uh, I do have one question. What is red? <laughs> <laughs> A very good question. Perhaps we will find it at the center of the heart. Yeah. Uh, uh, you've got uh, one of the other bunkers that's uh, staying with you comes back in. It's a... Uh, uh, a fairly shabby-looking drow guy comes in. He gives like a big huff. He drops his backpack off and goes, "Hope you all weren't looking to go into the heart today." <laughs> <laughs> Someone's bloody fucked the moonwalk. The moonwalk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're all familiar with the the path of the moonwalk. Uh, one of the uh, uh, there are like multiple ways into the heart. Like uh, so sometimes you know, you know that there are smugglers' tunnels in. You know that some cults have like their own secret entrances. Uh, the main one that people use is actually a train station, because uh, there was this massive project here to build a, a magical train uh, line all over the spire called the Vermissian, and it was going really well until they decided that they wanted to build it into the heart as well. <laughs> 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 At which point they just like tapped into the, the pure raw energy of the heart and just fucked the entire thing. But there is still this big empty train network here and uh, you can you know, get in this uh, train line and walk down it, theoretically a long way into the heart. And uh, the, the moonwalk is a particular uh, like uh, side access route that leads to the temple of the moon beneath, which is uh, 
very important to the Damnic worshippers. This is currently where they're hiding their cathedral from the Elthia. <laughs> you've, you've been down to the temple of the, the moon beneath, uh, especially light. Yes, absolutely. See, the way down into the heart is through the path of the moon. Well, not at the bloody moment, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what has happened? Some idiot was trying to lug a whole bunch of stuff down there to the cathedral. It was uh, taking those little uh, weird little walkie things. Have you seen the... the Legs? The, the, the metal horses. Have you seen those? Oh, like a train. <laughs> Not a train. Those aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got these... Uh, they've like built a, a little flat horse out of metal. And they've put a bunch of pigeon brains in the head. So it walks around. They thought they'd load a bunch of stuff up onto that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. The only thing more horrifying th- that I can think of uh, than a mechanical horse is a mechanical horse with the brain of a thousand pigeons. That makes perfect sense. That's how they know how to get home. Yeah, well, they, they couldn't find any horse Right. You haven't seen any horses around here lately. Horses so. are a myth. Yeah, so if <laughs> you just get the same equivalent of, of pigeon brains. <laughs> Of course, yes. Mm. I can see you are a man of science. Yeah. But it's it's gets dad, it's made a huge mess. Damaged the tunnel, there's debris everywhere. You're not getting down there. Is it just the one? I am f- a bit familiar with these beasts. Is there a herd or is it just the one causing the kerfuffle? Uh, I believe it's just the one. Good thing we have a resident tech, uh, tech support officer on site. <laughs> Musel will preface this by saying that we've only really dealt with ancient dead technologies. We we scavenge and, you know, deal with what's already dead. Yeah, fun fact, the, the way that null technology works in this is that they're demonologists. They, they they summon demons, they put them in big brass orbs. But also God isn't real. <laughs> but also God isn't real. <laughs> it's all science. It's all science. <laughs> you put the demon in the orb, then the orb starts spinning. Yeah, but And you can power whatever you want off there. Yeah, but for some reason these idiots put a bird in there instead of a demon. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you went wrong. That's your problem. <laughs> Just summon a demon. Should have been using demon pigeon brains instead yeah. of actual pigeon brains. <laughs> Amateur mistake there. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're, you're guessing this is human tech that they're using. Yeah, they H- humans like... like to dig up old weird stuff that they don't fully know how it works and just. Uh... As I understand it, the moonwalkers now off limits. Is that right? Uh, we need to find another way into the heart. It's going to play out. Uh, going between landmarks in the heart, um, all have delves between them. Uh, what this means is that this is not a connected delve. Mm. So uh, normally, like this would be a really easy trip down. Uh, it would have a very small resistance. We'll get into how that works. Uh, but at the moment, it's um, it's going to have this obstacle in here. If you clear out the obstacle, it will halve the amount. Uzel thinks probably the easiest way to go about this is traveling the most traveled road. And if it's just one of them, you know, beasties, it's probably going to be the easiest way to go about things. It's just one. We should absolutely help clear out the path because it's blocking travel to the temple of the moon right so we need to we need to get in there as a strategic team and like clear it out before we go on i value teamwork but one day your selflessness will get you both killed 
uh, this guy who's uh, uh, like scrounging through his uh, big backpack at this point goes, well, uh, you know, when you all get kicked in the head by a horse, I'm not going uh, <laughs> to be too beat up about it. But if you reckon you can take a crack out of it, do you reckon you could deliver some stuff to the temple for me? What kind of stuff? But they will pay you for it. I was hoping to make some cash out of it. but You were? If you've got something to give me now for it, I reckon you could flip a profit. And uh, I think he opens his backpack. Uh, it is full of swords. <laughs> Fuck yes He's got got straight swords, he's got curved swords He's got funky blades in there Okay, so Come on, capitalism Yeah (laughs) I produce from my pocket um, uh, Almost cautiously A wedding ring (laughs) Yep Yes Um, uh, It has like um, uh, Like it's like Poorly worn away, but you can make out that one set of initials was HS. Um, and I like, like, with an open palm, I like kind of show him this wedding ring. Mm. I go, This was made in the spire. It is all I remember about it. I think, yeah. It's he, yours for the swords. He takes a look at it and goes, It wasn't in a pair by any chance? Not that, not that I recall. And um, I think. <laughs> I like thought trigger Samophagus to come in here and give me some counseling. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, Screed is an amnesiac, I'll yeah. say. Uh, where is Samophagus on your body? Yet another question <laughs> uh, that Does I had not move- considered the answer <laughs> wait, to. Wait, 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 wait. Does he move around? Because that'd uh, be really fucking I cool. Think, yeah, I think he's like a goiter that just like travels around the body. Mm. Oh, that's so sick. Um, and I think right now he's like um, on the right-hand side of my stomach. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, he sort of like uh, pops his head out from under the bottom of... Like, you've got robes on. Yes. He, he can like sort of like uh, pop his little like babyish head out. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, he does like have that impression of a newborn where uh, he is uh, patchy and like red. Yeah. Like just like a regular newborn or like a Benjamin Button newborn? That's Benjamin Button. Okay, yeah. He comes out and says, It's not mine. My fingers would be too little to wear one of those. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is no. Unfortunately, this does not come in a pair. As far as I am aware. Um, He looks at the ring and goes, you know, I can't get there to make the trade myself. I'll do what I can with it. And uh, yeah, he passes you this backpack full of swords. <laughs> I uh, sling this on. <laughs> uh, this is a D8 resource. <laughs> Trading nice. up already. You want to deliver those to the Temple of Fury. <clears throat> so go into the sword kitchen there. Fury Temple. Okay. Did you say sword kitchen? Yeah, it's, it's like a soup kitchen, but for swords. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Makes total sense. Yes, where else would you make them? Well, you don't just want to use the normal swords. You've got to make moon swords. I'm thinking that this kind of kitchen is not like blacksmith. It's going to be a place where they, well, where swords eat. Yeah, in moonlight. Okay, let's go to a <laughs> Temple of Fury. <laughs> I'm arguing with an ideologue. <laughs> this is going to be difficult. Yeah, uh, you can all head over to Derelictus Station. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, at one time this would have been a nice train station. It's got like a, a weird eerie feel to it. Like uh, you can see there's a part where like the, the train tracks are like sloping down from a higher part of the city. Uh, there's like a little, uh, uh, it, it's like, it looks like a rough, like unkempt train station. 
Uh, there are people just like sitting there with luggage on chairs. <laughs> no trains, <laughs> no trains along run thing. along these lines. <laughs> Um, yeah, there are a bunch of um, like drow running around that have got like little uh, uh, purple conductors caps and uh, uh, trench coats on. You know, these are the Vermissian sages, and they've kind of like stepped up to be the uh, you know, the caretakers of this thing. And uh, yeah, they're all currently like just like marshalling people away and uh, uh, like trying to keep people updated on like how long they think it'll take to clear out. I um, uh, I turn to Moon's Chosen Light and I say, Do you remember yesterday? This is the place where we first met. Vaguely. It is a uh, one-day anniversary. It's good, <laughs> huh? Up until you started spouting that nonsense about salt. I want this travel to be an easy one. I'm trying to be amiable. Look, I can... We're going to the same place. You'll find out the truth eventually. Yes, I imagine I will. We both will. Yeah. I will not be the one with fish guts on my face, though. I would assume you would dodge those. <laughs> Musel has to admit we are curious to see what the end outcome of this heart thing is. You said you're looking for a way to get rid of your innate talents. Innate isn't really... I'd say the appropriate term. This was just sort of a happenstance, and there's like just some buzzing just <laughs> angrily coming out of like one of his ears when he starts speaking bad about bees and he just kind of like hushes up for a second. They, we need to go back to the hive. I just kind of assumed it'd be on the way or at least close. So that's where we're headed. I imagine the bees will guide you there. You'd think. Can I ask you a philosophical question? Shoot. Do you see them as a debt? He sort of like licks his more at this and like a little bit of honey dribbles out because he kind of sees like this gleam in your eye when you say that. We would say it's probably the most apt description of a debt. Do you think that you are indebted to the bees? Or that the bees are indebted to you? Well, at this point in time, Zell is we and we are the hive, so... You're kind of in debt to yourself. Yeah, I guess you could put it like that. I would put it like that. See, I am of the belief that everyone is indebted to themselves. The choices that they make, the deals that they choose. We will have much to discuss on the road. We're sure you'll have a lot to say about these so-called debts <laughs> of yours. Um, and he starts looking around for one of these these train sages. Yeah, I think one comes over and goes, oh, tickets, please. I start patting down my pockets. You go, no, no, I'm fucking with you, man. I'm fucking <laughs> with you. <laughs> Oh, I was worried there for a second. <laughs> then where did I get these tickets from? <laughs> and I just put three blank pieces yeah. of paper. <laughs> oh, bloody counterfeits. That's Gary. He's at it again. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Gary. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yep, you're, you're, you're right. You're a little uh, lightly armored to head down the main road. It's a bit of a dangerous one. But, uh, you know, uh, Moonwalk's a bit clogged at the moment. We are here to alleviate that problem. Oh, I'd be interested if you can. I told uh, we got some sort of horse beast kicking around down there. That we do. Uh, but luckily we have a knoll. <laughs> Woof. So you do. Uh, he's uh, Yeah, he's like glinting closer to you. Like people don't see knolls that often around mm. here. Uh, you, you do find them in Derelictus and uh, in the in the, dun- uh, the dungeon that is the heart. Uh, either because they're like escaped prisoners of war 
or because they're people like you who have uh, who were on like a tech scavenging delve. But in that case, you don't see gnolls by themselves. They don't travel alone. They, oh no, absolutely not. They ex- travel exclusively in packs. Mm. Yeah. So you got a bit of the technological know-how then. We do, and he he pats all the various spy glasses and like microchips and like circuit boards hanging from his body from belts and cords and things like that. And if that fails, we also have a snake oil salesman. <laughs> and I turn to Moon's chosen light. Exactly, you've been speaking to him. Musel <laughs> <laughs> is confused. Which which one of your gods sells snake oils again? Neither of them. I'm lost. <laughs> Won't hold you up any longer. I'll let you all get down on the uh, the the railroad tracks. Uh, I think he like he offers to like give you a hand down onto like when you see people like jumping the tracks. Mm. Basically, you have to do that down onto it. Yeah. Like, As I yeah. go through, I pet him on the head. Yeah. And I say, May the moon be with you. He, he like yeah, clasps his hand together into like a little. <laughs> I take his revolution. hand. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, this railroad track just goes into a tunnel, which not lit whatsoever. It's a pitch black darkness. Well, heretic, do you want to bring out that torch of yours? It's a brazier. <laughs> <laughs> and I can light it, but it's going to be awfully smoky in here. Musel has a better idea. And then you just hear this sort of like... <laughs> and he's just oh like... God. They're just sort of like snuffling... Along the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> You've been practicing dog noises, haven't you? <laughs> you trying to call me a furry? <laughs> no, I'm trying to say you've been practicing dog noises. <laughs> no I one mean, said furry, Charlie. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing an anthropomorphized dog. It's not a leap. Um. <laughs> so, cool. And that's where we're going to get to the mechanics of this game because we're going to start delving. Yes. Yes, this is a seven resistance delve. That is how much stress you've got to knock off it. Uh, Okay. So, let me bring out... Yeah, Uh, everyone, uh, this game works with uh, pools of D10s. Uh, The main things you'll be using are your skills, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, your, which give you like a die each, Mm -hmm. and your domains, which are related to how comfortable you are in the environment where you are. Mm. And yeah, there are ways to add skills on top of that, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to that as it comes up. Uh, this is a, uh, because it is part of the Vermissian, uh, this will be the technology domain. Hell yeah. I don't know about you, but that's definitely one of mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm a tech dog. That sounds like it's all you, buddy. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's your shtick. Okay. I'm very light on domains. You have at least two. Oh, yeah, great. yeah, yeah. So I've I think got... you have at least three, right? Yes. Yeah. So, in terms of this, so this is a technology domain, correct? Yes. And it is a delve check. And it is a delve check, so I have that one as well. So, I would throw, I would add those three together, because you always start off with the one, and then you add one for a relevant skill, relevant domain, or a mastery. So, that would give me a 3d10 roll. Yeah, and the highest roll that you make is, you know, the score that you get. Yeah. Come on, don't fuck us with our first roll. Oh, nice, ten. Ten, perfect. Do we take one of those away? Remove dice for difficulty? So is is it a... Oh, good, this is a standard check. Oh, this fucking A, yeah, check. nice. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll let you know when things start getting risky. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, if this is a risky or dangerous roll off the bat, we're dead. Yeah. Hey, I'm just sniffing t- train tracks. This is literally level one of the dungeon. 
<laughs> We're not going to sort out online this bullshit and die instantly. <laughs> Look, man. We could Dark Souls this. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, you've got a really good nose for technological parts. Uh, I think, you know, you can smell out, like, uh, uh, where, like, the grease is on certain parts. Uh, uh, you can uh, smell certain kind of, like, metallic tangs in the air. Yeah, and I, I feel like the soul core of this horse has, like, sense that only certain olfactory systems can pick up on, and he just smells birds. So he's like, yep, I'm going to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost so. birds. Okay, so, yeah, without a specialty delving tool, uh, this is D4 stress you're marking. Uh-huh. Uh, because you critically succeeded, you get to move up to rolling a D6. Nice. Take some stress. And and what kind of stress is this? Oh, you don't take it. The the delve takes yes, it. The delve takes right, it, right. right. Nice, dude. Six. What the mm. hell? Yes. It's never going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we got to start good. <laughs> <laughs> we got to start on a high to have a fall from grace. Yeah. Uh, you, you sniff around. Uh, like, this pathway is, like, pretty well concealed because obviously they don't want Alfia uh, finding the way down to the temple. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> like, it's pretty much like a, a big service tunnel that goes out the side of the Vermissian. And uh, it's been built uh, with some sort of bizarre technology that people haven't really been able to replicate off of it where it is zero gravity. It is a service tunnel that goes directly down. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah, you just, like, have to drop into it and float down and, like, uh, move along the edges of it mm. if if you want to control yourself. Yeah. yeah. I do. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. No, Musel is definitely just sort of, like, clawing their way down the wall on all fours if that is at all possible. <laughs> yes, absolutely it is. Um, it is, like, a bit more crowded than usual down here not because of people but because there's this slight breeze coming up from down in the heart and uh like as it's uh, like pushing things up with this air uh, you can see that there are uh, small objects that are just like floating up and it's like it's like small bags or like damaged crates mm. yeah looks like we are getting closer to the source of this disturbance we can't say this is something we've seen before it is quite unusual mm. oh, broken stuff here oh. in the Vermissian tunnels, yes, perhaps. We mean this specific upwards air. Oh, most unusual. <laughs> yes, this is most unusual. Then again, I just learned today that trains were a myth, so... <laughs> <laughs> you are incorrect. They just don't exist anymore. You find bits and pieces of them around, or at least that's what we think are trains. But, you know, kind of like metal fossils. There is, fossils. there is a legend that the last train is on this uh, <laughs> rail somewhere, still traveling. Still traveling. Just like a ghost, Thomas. Anywhere, you, you, late at night when you're bunkering down in the railway, you might hear a doo doo. Yeah, and uh, yeah, as you're coming down, like uh, you can hear these very loud metallic clattering noises, and uh, the the sound of a critic going. <laughs> Can we get that one more time? I wasn't... Yeah, okay, cool, yeah, cool, thank you. Yeah. Add to the uh, sound effects library. Yeah, yeah, yeah that good foley work. <laughs> and uh, well, what you can see has happened down here is that like the tunnel has gotten like thinner as it has travelled down. It's, it's like a, a cone going down almost. Mm. And in one of its more narrow parts, uh, you can see uh, this... The, the horse people have been referring to, mm. which 
it it looks like a trolley that they have put in put like bowed, bowed legs on. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like they've like tried to lash a bunch of um, stuff onto it. It's like very clearly overloaded, and they couldn't fit it down this particular part of the hole. And uh, it has just like kicked its leg through a part of the the service tunnel wall. Yep. And it is now like freaking out. One leg is stuck, and the rest of it is like kicking around and flailing. <laughs> and uh, because this thing is a robot, it is inexhaustible. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing about robots in the in the heart is that they just kind of keep going from like the the heart esque solar energy just kind of like vibrating in the in the depths. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, as you're crawling down, this is the the thing that's blocking the way. Ah, you know, we kind of envisioned this thing being just like on the tracks, blocking the way. Not quite literally. This tight of fit. It has a brain, right? Well, Pigeon brains. It has, to be it has several, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Okay then. Is... I pull out my gun. <laughs> <laughs> That'd do it. It, it is a, a, like a, a golden chase filigreed revolver. Um, uh, and I'm going to cruise on over to this machine. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't sold that yet. <laughs> it is. Uh, how you say, like, holy accoutrement of the Red Priests. So, yes, I could sell it. It is very expensive. Uh, but not yet. It is too precious to me. Besides, I wouldn't be able to do this. And I go over to the robot. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's, the, the tunnel kind of goes down to drain pipe. You still have to be holding onto the edges. And you can get as close as you can, like, while it's still, like, kicking and flailing away. Uh there is a, a head on it. It doesn't have any sort of head features on it. Mm. Uh, it is basically this big uh, metal bulb that's... Um, uh, I think someone's like drawn a little face on it in marker <laughs> to make it a little more personable. Yeah. <laughs> but, but otherwise, it is just this big node on the front that you can absolutely try and shoot in. Yeah. This is where the brains are contained, I say to Musel. In this situation, it'd be more like ghost bird brains, but yes. Do you think a gun will cut it? Do I think a gun would, would pierce this veil? <laughs> <laughs> um, this yeah. isn't one of those things that a gun can't solve, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, yeah, like, you are not too familiar with guns. Guns are human technology that they've uh, pulled out of, like, yeah. humans just, like, have all of these Fallout-style bunkers everywhere that mm. they go dig up. And they're like, oh, here's a thing now that I guess we've, we've got. <laughs> and guns are one of those things. So there, there are definitely kinds of guns that can shoot through this, but because it is metal, you also risk it just bouncing back off. Yeah, I, I relay this. I'm like, we're not too familiar with any of those sorts of fancy projectiles, but, you know, 50-50, I guess. I could just hit it. This blunt force is probably the best thing that we have under our belts right now. And I put the I put the gun away, and I said, "But can it be reasoned with? Obviously, uh, uh, someone has." Absolutely not. Okay. It is quite <laughs> literally powered by birds. I float back up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, a you're bird. in heretic. <laughs> How angry should I get at it? Well, all you really need to do is just sort of like... I heard very angry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. I'm going to pull out my uh, brazier. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stuff it full of some um, uh, silvered plants and light it. Uh, and then I'm going to activate Oath of Fury. 
You are but a vessel for the goddess. <laughs> there to enact their will on the world through your hand. Yep, great opening flavor text. <laughs> mm. Roll endure plus religion to beseech uh, Damno. Damno? Yes. yes. Uh, to lend you her fury as you adorn yourself in sacred silver symbols. Uh, so I'm going to roll endure plus religion. Yeah, do you have the endure skill? I do not. Right. So Religion. So it'll be, you start with one die and then you take another one for your religion domain. Um, success at a cost. Yeah, um, uh, it's a success with stress. Okay. So uh, each uh, character on here has uh, five stress tracks. Uh, this is kind of the health tracking in this game. Uh, what you all have uh, blood, which represents your health. Mm. Uh, mind, uh, yeah, which represents how well your mental health is doing. Mm. You have echo, which is like how deeply the heart is affecting you and mm -mm. twisting your body in weird ways. Uh, fortune is just how lucky you are. <laughs> and uh, supplies is uh, just like how well equipped you are at the moment. Why are all these boxes empty? <laughs> 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 well, you want to have low stress. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. You're all starting on zero. Okay. okay. So I roll stress then? Uh, yeah. Take a D4 to supply stress. Uh, as you're yeah using up this um, these uh, plants that you've got there for your holy rage. Okay. So yeah, roll a d4. Four. Two. So I stress. take that as supply stress? Yes. Um, each time someone takes stress, I'm going to roll a d12 on my side. Uh, if my roll is lower than the stress that you have for that particular track, then you are going to take a fallout, which is something that's going to inconvenience you badly. Okay. Um, and I just put, I just, these are just tallies in that thing, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. So on a success, until the end of the session, you gain the kill skill. Fantastic. <laughs> and your attacks gain the brutal tag. Okay. If you already have the possessor's kill skill, you gain a knack relevant to it, which I'm not doing. We'll talk about the worthy creature later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah, basically, um, yeah, the brutal tag means that uh, whenever you inflict stress, you get to roll twice and take the better result. I'm not going to apply any of the avatar stuff yet. I'm just going to do a base one. Yeah. What does this look like as you, you know, let the Damnic goddess into your body? Yeah, so the way I imagine it is um, I light up the flames, which burn silver in my um, brazier, and then the smoke sort of bellows out curling and coiling up the um up up the the brazier itself into my into my hand and then as it does sort of these i guess silver chains start to coil up and around me grasping and sort of locking tight as they do until they find purchase around my face and my eyes change from a pitch black to like a shining silver and and the the, the smoke in the air just sort of fills up um shining away um, and then I guess I'm going to swing my brazier at this thing and try to crack it open. You can find us at RF Encounters on Twitter or as Real Fantasy Encounters on Facebook. We appreciate any support, whether that's leaving a review or telling a friend about us. Thanks for listening and see you next week.